0: So I was reading Brother Andre Marie's response to the uh, to the call for investigation and infiltration of the Slaves of the Immaculate Heart and the other uh, and the and the other eight groups yesterday, and as I had just finished reading uh, br- Brother's uh, Brother's response. And uh, Joe Doyle had sent a, a, an email out from the Catholic Action League and from the Friends of the Saint Benedict Center, and, um, and so I invited Joe to come on because Joe's an attorney and he's dealt with cases and things like this. This isn't out. People don't realize how big, how threatening of an uh, uh, of a situation we're in, or e the Federal Bureau. Of investigation As Joe was pointing out This may be The worst example Of big government Ever cracking down Or or threatening to crack down On a basic fundamental liberty Which is Freedom of religion In the natural law And in the law of Christendom, the safeguard or the protection to freely practice the faith was everywhere without question. Supposedly it was enshrined in the Constitution with the First Amendment. And yet here we have this egregious example of a bureau that thinks it makes its own rules up. Uh, now the retraction, and I'll read you the retraction. Or not, it's not really a retraction. It's basically this isn't the FBI. But well, you know what's interesting about the the, uh, the 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 statement by the FBI about this? The interesting thing to me is they said whoever wrote the. Uh, uh, let me see. I have a story here. Whoever wrote the apology or the promise that this wasn't going to proceed uh, basically said what Kyle Seraphin said made it that much more dangerous. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't see the story here. That's in the, is it in the, in the pile or do I have to read it off the screen? The, the FBI's apology. Of the retraction, I think it's not in the pile, but I uh, I have it here. I think handy. Yeah. Um, Traditionalist Catholic ideology says it failed to meet bureau standards. Uh, the FBI said Thursday that an internal memo released by the Richmond Field Office last month, uh, warning against radical traditionalist Catholic ideology, does, does not meet the bureau standard. Note that they did not say that the memo or that the uh, the, the, the internal memo they did not say that it was a hoax. They did not deny that the report was made. So there's two ways to look at this. One is say we achieved a great victory here. They would never do that to us. Or the other was they were gonna do it, but they got caught. They were going to do it. Someone at the Richmond Field Office signed off on it. They were going to do it, but they got caught. So they basically were embarrassed into the retraction. I I in is the way to okay. it is? Wait, I have got it on the screen. Okay. Well, Can... Kyle Serafin, who was a special agent, we had Kyle, uh, uh, before Tucker Carlson got Kyle Serafin, we did. Kyle Serafin, who was a special agent at the Bureau for six years before, he, had, blah, 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 you all know all this, uh, published a document, Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent extremists and Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology Almost Certainly Presents New Mitigation opportunities. And here's what the FBI said. And we'll talk with Joe Doyle about this. While our standard practice is not to comment on specific intelligence products, this particular field office product, you know, they use the language that Kyle was using, product, this uh, particular field office product disseminated only within the FBI regarding racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism does not meet the exacting standards of the FBI. Upon learning of the document, FBI headquarters, quick, uh, 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 FBI headquarters quickly began taking action to remove the document from FBI systems and conduct a review on the basis for the document. The statement adds, "The FBI is committed to sound and to sound analytic tradecraft." and to investigating and preventing acts of violence and other crimes while upholding the constitutional rights of all Americans and will never conduct investigative activities or open an investigation based solely on First Amendment protected activity. So that's the mea culpa, mea culpa, a maxima culpa part of it. That they said this isn't up to our standards. Well, whoever runs the Richmond field office thought it was up to your standards. So again, this is not a case, from my point of view, is not a case of we see we can trust the Bureau. The FBI is not out to get us, they're on our side, they're the good guys. This is not a case of a rogue loose cannon. Got loose on the deck of the good ship FBI, and all of the other men that were on board when they learned that the cannon was that the cannon was loose it was about to fire a twelve pound ball at the, the beautiful, humble the sisters and the slaves to the Immaculate Heart. And then they went, "Hey, hey, you can't attack them they're, look, look, they're good people. This is we got busted. Can you imagine what it what it must might have sound sounded like when like I was telling Maggie yesterday when I was talking to the brother Andre <laughs> via signal chat and then Joe Doyle via email? I said, "Can you imagine what it might uh, I wonder what it sounded like when because someone in the US government still fancies themselves a practicing Catholic, and it ain't Biden. And someone saw that document and heard all the kerfluffle, started watching the interviews or read Kyle's report at DC Insider, and went, Who in the hell could you imagine doing <laughs> It's to say that well, we're, we launched an internal investigation to find out how this happened. Well, Kyle Serafin in my interview with you him yesterday, to, told us how it happens. It happened because you have ideological wackos that are in the bureau now that are calling the shots. That's how it happened. There's no mystery here. We know how it happened. Wokesters who don't under, look who despise everything they don't understand. And they have been raised on what? (laughs) What have they been raised on? Yes, Maggie. I just think they're going to pull a PayPal. They're going to do the, oh, no, gosh, it it leaked. We we didn't believe that. We're going to take it back. And then two weeks later, they're going to reinstate it in the dead of night. Boom. Exactly. That's why she's the best producer in the business. No, I just know people suck. Uh, that's exactly, that, uh, uh, that is a fair prognosis of what's going to happen. No, 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 we didn't mean it. Oh, no, 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 no. We would never do that. Oh, hey, 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 this was just, look, we don't we don't know how this memo got created here. We don't know who the author was, and we don't know what they were thinking. We talked to them, and this is this is not the way to proceed. And there will be all these vainglorious promises. Oh, no, no, we we're going to walk this thing back. It's a PR move. There still are some 35, 40 million I forget how many somebody said 70 million uh, Catholics in the United States. that's a significant part of the population. Um, uh, do you really want to anger even the ones that are falling away still might get a little angry when they hear that their brethren even that, that <laughs> you they won't be caught dead inside of a church church uh, inside of a Catholic church on any Sunday unless it's Easter or the obligatory Christmas, or the obligatory All Saints Day, uh, they still might go, hey, you can't talk about our brothers and sisters in Christ like that. Only we can talk about our brothers and sisters in Christ like that. And so that's where it stands. I'll save the rest of the conversation for uh, when, we, when, we, when we have Joe Doyle on uh, next hour of uh, the Catholic Action League. I want to bounce around and hit a couple of uh, other, it is Friday after all, and I invite your phone calls. I would love to hear from all of you today. What do you think about this? 844-527-8723. Why is the Biden regime picking on my waitress at the Waffle House? What did she do? IRS proposes new reporting program for tips in the service industry. Wait a minute. I thought that the only people that were going to see tax increases and were, uh, were, were going to be harassed by the new 83,000 IRS jackbooted thugs... We're rich people. Well, it was only the wealthy they were going to go after. They were going to go through the tax returns of those benighted and anointed top 5% of earners or 3% or 10% or whatever the number is. And then we're going to make them pay their fair share. Now, at at, at, at Alice's restaurant, Flow, <laughs> you remember the show Alice? So you're going to go after, male, eat my grits. No, male, kiss my grits. You're going to go after flow? The U.S. Treasury Department and the IRS on Monday introduced the Service Industry Tip Compliance Agreement, which the agency said would be a voluntary program. In, yeah, sure, it will be voluntary. No, you can choose whether or not you want to pay us. These we're, were voluntary. It, it, this is, the taxes are... Are all other taxes voluntary? Can I volunteer to not pay gasoline taxes? Can I volunteer to not pay cell phone taxes? Can I volunteer to not pay for all the other taxes that are packed into this and jammed into that and snuck into this? Hey, sign me up. Can we just get a blanket? Look, I have unvolunteered, as far as you know, from paying any and all federal taxes. I withdraw my consent. The agency said the program would be a voluntary program involving restaurants, bars, food delivery, and other businesses where workers earn money from tips, you see. (laughs) uh, The proposed STCA program is designed to take advantage of advancements in point-of-sale and time-attendance systems and electronic payment settlement methods To improve tip reporting compliance. In other words, we figured out how to monitor your asses. And now that we know what you're doing and how much you're actually making, we're going to come and take take it from you. Because it's already voluntary. Right, because it's already voluntary. Look, it is, if you don't know how this works, and this is why you should all be 15, 20% tippers, and I'm not kidding. Uh, daughter number two worked for seven years, worked her way through all, all, all throughout high school, and then for four years or three and a half years of, of college, that's how she paid her way. 0.0 student loan debt, that kid. Uh, and she waited tables the whole time. Let me tell you how this works. No. So at the end of a shift, the machine will tally all of the all of the sales that were rung up by whatever particular server. Let's just say for argument's sake it's been a really good day today and she sold $1,000 worth of food. Now that would be a really, really good and busy day. So she sold $1,000 worth of food and she's going to put that in the machine and then the machine, the computer program is going to go, uh, you should voluntarily claim 8% of this as tips. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no volunteering for the 8%. They're going to take it from you. They're going to claim it as income, and then they're going to payroll taxer on it. Mm-hmm. Now, so what they're saying is you can now voluntarily claim 15% But it's not going to be voluntary. This is just a, remember I told you that they're lying, that they're always lying. These people just lie. That's all they do is lie. We really should find something else to talk about here on this show because I'm sick of of, talking about liars every day. The money is in the middle. There is no money at the top. You You could confiscate all the wealth of the top 10% 10% of wage earners, and you could not get close to balancing one year of the federal budget. If you took all of it, not some of it, all of it, just, just say, it's ours, we're confiscating it. You could not balance the federal budget. The money is not there. But if you took two-thirds of what the middle income and the lower incomes earn, yeah, you could probably do it because that's where the money is. There's 110 or 120 million in the middle. There's a couple hundred thousand or a few million at the top. It's true. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. It's just another attack on the middle class. So, this is just another thinly veiled assault on the middle class. And again, if you want to, it, it, this is like a pay-for-play system in this system, uh, in this usurious system that we, that we talked about on Wisdom Wednesday with Brother Andre. The whole thing is based on usury. The, the the entire there's really there's no way to extra... There's the only way you can get around this now. The only the, really the only exit door that you have that you and I have is to make our own little parallel economy. Barter systems. Chickens will be the new currency. Eggs will be the new currency. That really is the the, the, the way out of that. Short of that, we're stuck. It's it, it it and it's tragic that it's come to this, but it's been like this for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something new. The assault on the little guy. Remember at the beginning and you'll start to hear, uh, 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 remember, remember. Remember. The COVID Chronicles, the Crusade COVID Chronicles, debuts this coming Monday. I've never been very excited about rebroadcasts of this show, other than if it's a good interview with Kyle Sarafan or someone like Charlie Daniels or whoever I was uh, uh, blessed to, get, to snag an interview with. But I'm very excited about the COVID Chronicles because I was there, Maggie was there, many of you were there in 2020, in February and March and April, when the Corona doom was launched, when the lockdowns were launched, when the mask mandates first started being handed down, when the limitation on travel and on, on mobility, when the kids were kicked out of school, we were there for all of this, we opposed all of it, every single step of the way, there's no exception. And you're going to get to hear, if you missed it, or maybe you just forgot about it, you're going to get to hear the year that was, 2020. Probably the worst year in American history for tyranny. True, top-down, diabolical tyranny. And we'll tell you the story. I don't have to do anything other than go to Memorex and play what actually happened. And it happened the entire year. They never, once they launched this thing, they married it. <clears throat> once the state of Louisiana, for example, launched it, they married it. They, 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 they bought it a wedding ring and they married it. And it didn't matter what the facts said. It didn't matter what, what the actual statistic and the actual data said. It did not matter. They were going to pursue and, and proceed with the lie. And they're still doing it today. And the reason they're still doing it today is because they don't want to have to uh, pay for what it is that they have done. But remember at the beginning of it, I was saying, this is a attack on the moderately successful middle-class business guy. The big restaurant chains, every single one of them survived. Show me. They pull up Biden. Show me! Show me! The national restaurant chain that was put out of business! Yeah, why is it the National Restaurant Association up and Yeah, where's the National Restaurant Association on the taxes on the waiting class, if you will? Remember I said this is an assault on the moderately successful small business guy.